The Right to Ricky Sanchez podcast, brought to you by the Colony Meadery, the official gluten-free booze made from honey of the process. Rescue Mead, out on Monday. Go to uh, colonymeadery.com to get it. L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, where Right to Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged. Big Barker Dog Beds, get yours at bigbarker.com slash ricky. And Kinetic Skateboarding, get 9.1% off your first order with promo code DAVESILVER. On today's show, the the first Ricky ever, uh, where there's actually not only no basketball, but no off-season, no anything. So we check in from our compounds. Mike and I have been social distancing for seven years now, so way ahead of our time. And, and finally, we will begin. A lot of people are looking forward to this online. I know Mike is not, but everyone else is. The Field of 64 Jigsaws begins. Um, we will finally talk about Jimmy Butler's appearance on the, uh, the J.J. Reddick podcast, which has gone on far too long, and maybe talk about what we're going to do during, um, during this time of no basketball, which who knows how long it's going to be. Could be a while. Uh, before we get going, I want to remind you, as I said, Rescue Mead available tomorrow from Colony Meadery, which supports the Brandywine SPCA and the Providence Animal Center, has eight long-time shelter um, residents on the cans. Um, it's awesome. Available tomorrow at colonymeadery.com. Without any further ado, Amos and the show. Welcome to the Rice Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with a guy who spent the last few days watching his own shows, binging them at home, Mike Levin. What's up, man? Uh, no better way to pass the time than binging yourself. Yep. How is your world at home? It's all right. We are, yeah. We're very prepared. We mm-hmm. uh, had gone to the grocery store a bunch of times in uh, the past week or so, so we are... We're, we're good for a while. It's weird. It's it's one of those, you know, you watch a bunch of those kind of movies and read about, you know, what would happen if there's a big event like this. Mm-hmm. And there's always in every one of them, like, you know, there's the scientist who is yelling at you about something and, like, one demands to be taken seriously. And then the people being right, like, right. he's hysterical, they're, don't listen to her, whatever, whatever it is. Um, and insist on going about their regular life. But then usually, like, a tsunami comes around the corner and, like, engulfs them or something. Right, right, and, right, right. And so, but now it's, we're still, like, but the tsunami hasn't gotten here yet or whatever the tsunami was going to be. It's like, ha- guys, listen to the fucking scientists. L- look around and see... Like well, Italy's in quarantine, Spain's in quarantine. It's gonna get worse if people are going. Like people are going out and going to bars and hanging out and like. So, 
poo-pooing yeah. this? It's insane. What are you guys doing? <laughs> so it's it's amazing. I walked by, and first of all, you mentioned grocery stores. So in the last couple of days, I've been, I did um, like a order online pickup curbside at Wegmans, and I was in Trader Joe's. And I would just like to give credit to the grocery store workers who are going through total craziness. And the ones that I interacted with were all like nice and keeping it together. And I, you know, you appreciate it because as this goes on, you know, the only things that will be open will be hospitals and banks and grocery stores. And I, I thank the people who are, um, who are, you know, who are out there doing this and dealing with all of this. And I think in a lot of ways that, you know, things like this will um, will bring it. It'll bring out the best in a lot of people. I would actually say most people, and it will bring out the worst in in others. That's those what the grocery store workers is. should be getting like double their salary. Right. They. they I. I don't think we can uh, thank them enough. You know. I, I. They're. They're. They're doing a lot. They're dealing with not only long hours and busy people, but interacting with the public like at a, a very high level. So. I hope they're all taking care of themselves, and I, I thank them for doing what they've done. But your your point about going out is I walked past, um, I won't even say the name of the business because I don't want to slag businesses online, but I walked past two Irish bars yesterday in the city of Philadelphia, which had lines out the door and were packed like shoulder to shoulder. And there's been a lot of like, and like obviously, you know, on a Saturday night, it it's packed shoulder to shoulder with, you know, younger people. You know, it's not 50-year-olds in yeah. there. And there's been a great deal of, you know, the, the two camps of this is the end of the world versus, you know, this is no big deal, um, everybody showboating online. But I was definitely disappointed to see, first of all, disappointed to see um, people packed in there like that and, and doing that. And just, you know, I, I guess when you're young, you just, you, you, you're invincible, and, like, I, I get it. I made dumb decisions when I was young. But, but old people it, are just as fucking stupid. They're going on fucking well, cruises. Well, and I don't, there aren't – I don't want to argue over who's dumb. Everybody's dumb. I, right. I, I, everybody's dumb. I guess I would just say that staying home – now, this comes as a person who, from a person who likes staying home with my dog. I mean, I just – I don't care if that I can't go out in a lot of ways, but – it just seems like a small price to pay for everyone to just chill out for a fucking month. Just chill out. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not, I, I, I forget where I saw it at first, but it seemed like the, the right way to say it. This is not a snow day. You know, it, this, is not, this is not time. You know, I was near Rittenhouse Square and I saw people like playing Frisbee and like having football catches. And I, like if you want, I can understand wanting to get outside, walk alone in a park, you know, take a walk down your street, whatever, get outside, that's fine. But just shoulder to shoulder in a bar, which, by the way, is a germ-like fest anyway, you know? That's that really was bad. one thing that I'm, when I'm watching TV now or think about going into an apartment uh, or opening a door after touching something, I've never, like, thought about it the way that I think about it now. Sure. You know, it's, it's crazy. But just fucking, I, I just, I can't. I can't get over the boy. Why don't we? Why don't you go to the bar, the packed bar, or the cruise in two months when when we've made it past all this? this you know, is, like it's just, it's just crazy. It's just yeah. really people are stupid. Like it, the idea that all sports leagues would close, all of them. Yes, 
and then yeah. people would be like, nah, probably not that big of a deal. Like, as if sports li- sports leagues are really in the in the interest of not wanting all the money that they can get. Like all these owners, like they, yeah. eh, they're they're fine. They're fine with you know canceling the league. Nobody really wants to play that much, and it's probably just a, a little unnecessary precaution. It's insane, and obviously the White House's response to this is insane and stupid. Uh, they said that you know they're causing a bunch of airports to be just like filled to the brim with people trying to get through customs because they mistakenly said that people aren't going to be allowed back in if they're not citizens. It's insane. It's it's just the, the level of stupidity like across the board right now is just like wild. And the thing that I was thinking, like obviously every all all the youth are on Instagram and stuff and, and on social media or whatever, but I, th- I feel like the people that are most taking this the most seriously are people that are extremely online, that are like actually reading things and actually on Twitter constantly. Usually wow. the, the most sick this, the most sick of anybody, us, we who are extremely online, are the ones who are trying to like, spread the message of, like, what, why are you, like, there's graphs that show where we're going to be in a week. And it doesn't mean that, like, in a week they're going to come here like fucking dementors and we're going to see, like, this is, and this is what the sickness looks like. It's going to be, it's here already. It's been here for weeks, months, and people are like, okay, I'll go out one more time. I'll do one more go out. It's like, that's not, I, you, are, you already have it, they already have it, like. It, it's fucked. I, I described it to somebody as the the like the heroin addict or the uh, who who like is going to quit tomorrow. If, and you're not even having more, a good of a time. Once more, yeah. And and you know what happens in every movie with that heroin addict? They overdose that night. <laughs> like that, that's what happens. So um, so we we are going to get to fun, and I, I promise. Uh, like you know, one thing that has been between WIP and the podcast that. I've heard from a ton of people is how much we're needed now. You know, people need a distraction. They need things to think about that are, you know, as serious as this is, I don't think people need to, uh, I, I think it can be healthy to stop consuming information about it at some point, as long as you have the facts, you know, as long as you're doing the right things. I, I think it is healthy to, as to your point, watch TV shows. You're going to need time to, to fill. And I, I think to a certain extent, like it is our responsibility to um, to be there for you. So we are going to be there for you. There are plenty of places to get um, to get news on this stuff. Like plenty of places. In, in if you're in Philly, you know, obviously they're part of our company. But I think KYW News Radio has done like a really, really good job of giving down the middle, straightforward um, information on this, on what to do and how to do it, and what's closed and not not closed. But I am. I will be happy and proud to do some silly shit and talk about movies and music and relive old Sixers years if you want to. If you have ideas, uh, email us. But um, you know, I was actually relieved last night. I don't know how you felt, but at some point in the morning, I was like, "Fuck! I gotta watch a Sixers game tonight." And then I was like, "No, I don't." <laughs> it was actually, it was actually a welcome, a welcome thing to not have to watch a Sixers game. So I, I really. I really miss basketball in like a real way. And obviously like there's been a couple, I've I've gone through a few days of my life before not having watched basketball and not having played basketball. Absolutely. But knowing that it's, it is, I don't have the choice knowing that it's not available. It's not there for me. It's been, it's been tough. That's the thing. Honestly, that's the thing. I don't miss seeing people (laughs) at all. You can FaceTime (laughs) with them. It's fine. Uh, I really miss Watching basketball and playing basketball. I yesterday, uh, just like 
pulled up a bunch of clips from the from last year's tournament and started watching like the last five minutes of of like you know Virginia Texas Tech and like Texas Tech Gonzaga and Virginia Purdue and all that stuff. And I just like I miss it. I it's I don't know why I derive so much happiness from this dumb sport, but uh, I'm it's very upsetting. I'm really sad that there's not going to be a tournament. Like it's the first four days, especially the first four days of the tournament are are my favorite days of the year. They're like the things I look forward to the most. It's dumb. It's not that serious. I don't know why it makes me so happy, but it does. And I'm just like thinking about all like the seniors and kids that aren't going to get to play, and teams that I was excited to see like where they got. And uh, it's a it's a it's a real bummer that this that this is happening. But everyone's got to take as many precautions as possible and keep themselves safe because it's it's gonna be it's gonna be bad. A lot of people are gonna die, and then uh, people are I'll gonna feel you, responsible. It is. I think it's a uh, assuming that he survives, which all indications are he'll be he'll be okay. But I, uh, Rudy Gobert testing positive probably saved a lot of lives. Absolutely, a hundred percent. You know, like because I we were, we were talking at work the other day in sports being, you know, at the same time in this country and with us and everything, where there's no better example than us. Sports being completely meaningless on one hand but having so much meaning on the other hand. And it seemed like that people, that the real, and you even brought it up just now, the real seriousness of this came across when the NBA and baseball and everything, when sports leagues were like, okay, we're not doing this anymore. And who knows what would have happened when you know there there was like twelve hours or twenty four hours where after the NBA thing they were like they're going to play at the tournament in empty arenas and I'm like no they're not yeah you know there's no way because all it's going to take is one person to test but think about all of the lives that were saved um, by Rudy Gobert's positive test and the reality of of you know because it's at the point now where where most people probably know somebody who has it but don't know that they know somebody who has it i guess oh yeah and at least it put a face on everybody now everybody knows somebody you know or whether it's tom hanks or rudy gobert but i think rudy gobert testing positively was a like a a godsend um for this from a not religious person but a godsend because i think it did save a lot of lives it's great i mean did you see those videos in the airport last night Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's very bad, but that would have been the case in you know thousands of arenas across the country, if right. if yeah. uh, if sports leagues, yeah, kept playing. It's crazy. Yeah. Christian and Christian Wood testing positive, very yeah. upsetting. We, yeah, we wait. Of course, Christian Wood, who guarded Rudy Gobert, you know, the primary defender on Rudy Gobert, just days before they played the Sixers. So we wait for um, you know all of the Sixers have been tested it seems like at this point so we wait to have they find i didn't out. see that well i would there's no way they haven't i would i would guess they've been told to self-quarantine I, I i guess i don't know that as a fact but there's i i would think that given christian woods testing positive um and them being in close physical contact with them which if you if you read enough you know close contact with somebody who has it is the that's the thing to, at this point to look out for, and they had close contact. And uh, yeah, but the, I mean, the federal government was just so poorly prepared for this, and the CDC that they just didn't have enough tests. That like, there there are people that are like are sick and going to the emergency room and still are not getting tested for this virus because they say like you don't make the, meet the qualifications or you're not old enough or whatever it is. 
and uh, it's insane. So I, I, it's on the one hand, it's like everyone everyone should be tested. On the other hand, it's it, it is kind of infuriating that like you know rich you know corporations can can get uh, tests for their players like instantly, and like other people that like, actually need it can't. I think everyone should be able to, but it's it is another show of like the society that we live in that like oh somebody famous needs it like give them a test stat. It's just like. So before we get going with the uh, with the field of sixty four jigsaws, which I don't think we'll pull off entirely on this podcast, but uh, given our, our need for content, I think it's stretching over a couple of podcasts is is probably fine. Um, J- Jimmy Butler was on JJ Reddick's podcast, and it also coincided with JJ Reddick, who bragged for an entire year that he was off social media quietly rejoining Twitter um, and Wegmans, or and Wegmans, <laughs> Twitter and Instagram, um, and, uh, and posting that they did a podcast together with a, a photo of them, and what's the other guy's name? Tommy? Is Tommy the guy Tommy. on the Reddick podcast? Tommy. Uh, all clinging glasses of wine, um, <laughs> like uh, toasting each other, which if there's a picture to sort of paint to me everything that I don't like. I, I, I don't know. It was one of the worst and best pictures I've ever seen in my entire life. So did you, I, I guess I want to know your first reaction when you heard that Jimmy Butler was on the Reddick podcast and then your first reaction when you saw that photo and did you listen to it in full? Uh, I did listen to it. Uh, I skip. I usually skip over the first, you know, forty-five minutes of the podcast where they talk about restaurants. Um, yeah, that feels like that feels like maybe a little too much. Um, I knew uh, JJ had been talking about getting Jimmy on for, I think, a little bit. So I, 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 I was not surprised that he was coming on. And uh, glad he's back on social media. That's exciting for everybody. So let's see. Let's see how many. Let's see what his takes are. Let's see if he likes anything weird. Um, well, then, to his tweet, the first eight responses, and maybe this is just Twitter showing me the people who happen to follow me, are like, what about that person in the cage? Did you do anything about that? Like, what about that person in the cage, man? What the fuck? I know. I know. I know. Um, so anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I've always found Jimmy charming in his very interesting way. Obviously, when he starts talking about winning and starts talking about the kind of person he is and, uh, you know, in regards to winning and who and what happened with the Sixers and who's and how he's blameless everywhere he's ever been. That's a little bit much. But I think just him himself, I think he's a, a charming guy. Um, so I was enjoying myself. I was this is fun. Like we're talking about it. We're talking about the league. We're talking about different guys he likes. This is fine. I'm having a good time. And then it gets to the Brett stuff. And then it was like, OK, this is you know, it's, it was interesting because we know how much J.J. likes Brett. It was interesting that he would even like entertain that on his podcast and get as real with Jimmy and let it like be released. I was surprised by that. The Right Siriki Sanchez podcast brought to you by Colony Meadery. In this time of, uh, of distress, we all love alcohol um, as they close a lot of liquor stores here in PA in uh, a lot of counties. And we all need alcohol to get us through the day. And we all need alcohol without gluten which is where the Colony Meadery comes in. Big day on Monday, Mike, for Colony Meadery as Rescue Mead um, comes out 
of course, their partnership and our partnership with the Providence Animal Center and the Brandywine SPCA, found eight long-term shelter residents that are on the cans. The cans are awesome. Um, seven dogs, one cat. And I, I, will, I think it's important to note that during these times, the, uh, some of the, the places that are hit hardest are, are local businesses like Colony Meadery and uh, 501c3s like nonprofits like Providence Animal Center and Brandywine SPCA. So this is a way to help both of them without even leaving your house <laughs> because you can order it online. Uh, there will only be 200 cases, and first 76 purchasers of a case get a poster, and um, it's available on March 16th, which is Monday. So if you're listening to this Sunday, it's tomorrow. If you're listening, well, you know what March 16th is. Um, you can just go to the Colony Meadery website or go to bit.ly slash colony ship. Um, and if you don't know what mead is, look, all this free time, what better time to try a different kind of booze, right? You don't have to drive anywhere, right? Um, you know, uh, I think it's perfect, actually. So it, made from honey, uh, this is a session mead, which means it's in a can, which means it's carbonated, really good, really cold, and it'll be a good one. And you'll be helping these dogs and cats, um, and you'll have a can to save forever with a dog's face on it. So go to colonymeadery.com. That is colonymeadery.com, and you can you can shop around there to see all the different kinds of uh, of mead they've got. And even though it's available in stores, available in Wegmans, all that kind of stuff, um, the the rescue mead is only available online um, and in their meadery. So obviously, best thing to do right now is just order online. So go to colonymeadery.com. Use code Ricky for five dollars off. That's colonymeadery.com. Code Ricky for five dollars off. And remember, uh, by getting this one, you're not only supporting Colony Meadery and us, of course, but you're supporting the Providence Animal Center and the Brandywine SPCA, who are working their asses off right now uh, to take care of these animals. Must be 21 to drink. Please get buzzed responsibly. Back to the pod. I, I just feel like both of them are, while I do believe some of the things that they say, I feel like these two people in particular, JJ and Jimmy, are always considering specifically what they're saying as like, it, it, they always are in one way or another putting on a show, I guess, which is actually... J.J. Reddick might be just as insufferable as he sounds, but Jimmy definitely seems like a guy who I feel like is lost in his own, like, uh, lack of self-confidence, you know? Like, he definitely feels seems like a guy who has issues like the rest of us do, which actually makes me maybe like him a little bit better. But um, there were things in here, I, I agree, that make me... that frustrated me, I think... Um, the, there was the Brett stuff. There was actually one thing, that the second thing we'll play. I actually agreed with him. I think he actually said that what we've been saying for a while. But there are some things in there that are just so foolish and, and ridiculous, like so Jimmy Butler. Um, so th the first clip I'll play is, is of particular interest because it proves that, uh, that Jimmy Butler listens to the podcast. Um, what is This is about a minute. Do we full advantage of it? We we've talked about we talked about this with with Zach in Chicago. We talked with a couple guys about like how different teams have different dynamics in terms of like how social everybody is. Do you think it like makes a difference? Like a team is a team getting along or hanging out on the road? Like can you have a good team if you don't do any of that or does it sort of not matter? I don't I don't I don't think so. 
I really don't. Like, I think that you can get along with each other on a court and make it work, but sooner or later, like, if you don't like the individual, it's, it'll it'll start to to trickle its way on the court. If you don't like to be around them, because you're around them, like, so often that if, if you're not vibing with the motherfuckers off the court a little bit, like, if you just, I mean, I got to avoid it, but I'm going to just handle my, my business on the court, it don't work like that. It don't, because now in the back of your head, it's like, I really don't fuck with this dude, but he's my teammate. Like, I think everybody got to be on a, on the right page, or you just got to be honest about it. Like, if you honest about it, be like, yo, look, I don't fuck with you, but I'm coming to win, which a lot of people not going to say and do. I think that's okay, but people not just going to come be like, yo, look, we here to win. I don't fuck with you, but let's win this championship. No, I don't work like that. You, you, you've been in both locker rooms, right? You've experienced yeah. both sides of that. Yeah. Have you ever told someone I don't fuck with you? Uh, Maybe not in those words. I'm trying to think. Nah. No, 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 no. Because I, man, look. Sometimes I wish that guys would just say that to each other. I, 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 I agree. think that's... It's not that I don't fuck with you. You may not fuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. But you that's won't say it. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good you point. You won't say it. That's a good point. Um, Are they just scared to say it to you? So, of course, Jimmy quoting Tony, Tony to Tony. But this part, obviously a massive subtweet of Embiid and Simmons, right? Is that that what this is? Or, or Probably. G- I would say G- maybe probably Minnesota safely as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but doesn't it seem like, uh, yeah. Uh, so this is something that we've talked about for a while do you do you i'm sorry rebel is actually right next to me today um do you do you take what he says at at face value in in that in the 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 one thing that i did think was 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 good there was reddick saying at least be honest about it where it does seem like one of the things around the sixers now is that nobody has been around each other long enough to really like, it does seem like sort of everyone walks around eggshells and nobody, and we'll get to this, is no, n- there's no like power structure within the players. And I think Reddick's thing about at least be honest about it is, I thought, was a little telling. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's obviously going to be disgruntled employees everywhere, but there's been enough, you know, from some of the things that were in your own's book, Tanking to the Top, Talking about Which Brett. Comes out this week, by the way. Oh comes yeah, out on Tuesday. Um, and those and enough. Just you know, even the Glenn Robinson thing from a couple weeks ago. This is the most that I've given credence to the fact that, like, you know, we were talking for years. We've talked about Brett as like the culture guy, mm-hmm. good good locker room. Everybody's you know happy and knows and knows what they're supposed to do and does their best. Like, obviously, there were a couple guys here and there that weren't getting minutes. You know, Trey Burke types, um, Okafor, like, all everybody in the past that we've, that we can run through. Um, but this is the first time and I was like, well, maybe it's, maybe it's just, like, not. Maybe he used to be, like, mm-hmm. good with that and, and when, back when they were given, I, I don't even know if they're still doing it, the, like, presentations on the things they, things they care about in the world, like, TJ did coffee or, yeah, and JJ did like, are we living in a multiverse? And Dario did Croatia and Ben did fun animals, those kinds of things. Um, Amir did tattoos. I'm remembering them as as they come. Uh, but like, maybe it's just like not as good. Um, well, it, 
it seems it seems different now in that at that time because the players because they weren't winning and because the players changed so often it seemed like Brett was probably definitely in charge then you know like it was very clear that he was in charge because he was the only constant at this point with 35 million dollar players and you know players playing for contracts and all that and and neither Simmons nor Embiid <clears throat> and I don't think that there I think there's different reasons for each and one of them being age that nobody really stepping forward as this is my team I think that helps create that atmosphere but I agree with you like I I don't think there's a culture to the Sixers right now yeah and I think I, I think a lot of that's on Brett a lot of that is maybe on the the kind of guys that Joe and Ben are in that mm-hmm. you know that's it's not like a Dame Lillard situation where they can they can you can look to the leader and 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 feel like okay this is the example or you know doesn't it doesn't feel like Denver you know Jokic is that vocal with everybody or Jamal Murray is that vocal with everybody or you know Gary Harris maybe Will Barton is the guy there like it seems like not a not a top down leadership there but there's a couple couple places where you're like this feels right like the Lakers feel pretty obvious um, in, who, in who they're following, and there's a bunch of vets. Like there's a bunch of teams where it's like you you, you think like okay they seem to be enjoying it. And the Sixers kind of just they're just young, and the best players don't seem to have that in them or 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 want to. I think Tobias has kind of taken the mantle a little bit of trying to be that guy, but I you know being a body language psychologist is you know you can tell. Sometimes it's working, sometimes it's not. Um, I don't know. It's it it is uh, it's a it's a bummer, and maybe it's just maybe it's just one of those things that Brett has uh, has run his time there. Like it's been like that's plenty, and now we need somebody else to come in and establish something else. I don't know, but this was the first time where like hearing enough people say, "I don't know the roles." It's awkward there. The film room thing where nobody's saying anything. It, you know, I I don't I. I don't know. There's well, obviously no like here's here's how it's supposed to work, and every team does it this way, and then the Sixers are just like whatever, whatever the fuck. But and I'm sure there's a Brett would have a different explanation of what happened. Um, but it seems like having, you know, everybody's worked at places where it's like what the fuck's going on here. Um, the Sixers kind of seem like that kind of place. Well, here, here's Butler talking, like, okay, so you brought up two things, him not knowing who's in charge and the, the film session thing. And the film session thing I thought was a little more interesting, but I'll, I'll, first, here's him saying he didn't know who was in charge. Was last year difficult for you? Yeah. Not yeah. just getting traded, but the yeah, whole no, shit yes. in the summer, preseason. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah, it was difficult. Man, it, it, was, it was so different. And on any given day, me as a as a person, as a player, I didn't know who the fuck was in charge. I think that was that was my biggest thing. I didn't know what the fuck to expect whenever I would go into the to the gym, whenever I go into the plane, whenever I go into the game. I was like, man, I I think I was as lost as the next motherfucker. Meaning there was just there was a just, lot of voices. Yeah. And a lot of so much, from a lot of different places. And just so much going on on any yeah. given day. I was like, yep. I guess I'm just here to work. I didn't even know who to talk to. At what point? Did- and okay. is that like what? What voices would you expect? Is that like well, Elton? Or well, here's here's one thing that I should say, is that um, wait, where is the the quote that I was looking for from Jimmy Butler? 
from previously. Um, hold on. First of all, and this is after the Timberwolves thing. First of all, I have a for real problem with authority. When somebody's telling me what to do as a grown man, I have a problem with it. So now that you done lit the match, but nothing, ain't nothing on fire yet, you just lit the match. So like, the only thing I would say here is that, and, and we'll get into it when we play the clip of the, the meeting, is that, and he, he makes excuses for himself here, but like, you can't have problems with authority everywhere that you go, right? And he has. And, and think that you should be the guy that everybody listens to, which he has said multiple times, and then not be that guy that everyone wants to listen to, and then complain that nobody's in charge when you say that you, you don't have, when you have a problem with authority. Like, let's go back to even when he was with Minnesota, the coach was Tibbs, who he, he says that he loved, and he still, and, and Tibbs is like your classic in-charge guy, right? Like, he's your, your classic... What, my say, what I say goes, so on and so forth. And even there, he blew up and he acted like an asshole. So while I do agree, and I do think he was talking about everybody with being in charge, I don't think this was, this was directly f- focused at, at Brett. Um, and I think, it was, I think it was at Elton. I think it was at Brett. I think it was at Joel and Ben. He doesn't want to listen to them anyway. So that, that's sort of like the, the – he sounds like a phony when he says things like that to me. So Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, yeah. and I, the, he, you know, he, oh, you you have it coming up, but yeah, it's all all of it is concerning to me. I think everybody would have a different interpretation of it, but you know, it, there's no reason why, aside from like personalities and like, I I I always believe, and I get made fun, Alyssa makes fun of me for this, that like if you bring a couple people together in a room and like talk something out, that you guys should be able to get to a like common understanding and it should be fine. I 100% agree. As long as people are like, here's what I think, here's what you think, like let's talk about it and that's fine. Alyssa does not think that and makes fun of me because I think that all the time. Um, But I I just, it doesn't seem like there's, you know, obviously there's like irreconcilable differences but there's the kind of thing where it's just like, all right, we all want to win, what are we doing here? Who's in charge? Who wants the ball? Right. What do we got? What offense are we going to run? Let's like, let's get down to it. Like let's get into it. Let's actually talk this through and it seems like I thought that Brett was the kind of guy that would do that. And I thought that that's, that's like the kind of, you know, environment he wants to put in place and uh, the way he coaches and how, how long he's been there of, of getting people comfortable with each other and, and saying what they have to say. But I don't know if that's, that's the reality. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, and I agree with you. Uh, I think Alyssa is, is wrong. Like what, what I tell employees all the time that work for me it, when they're having a problem with somebody, if you just tell them how you feel, there's nothing much you can argue with that. You know, there's a big difference between, you know, when you have a face-to-face meeting with somebody, there's a big difference between you're doing this wrong and when you do this, this is how I feel about it. They, they, they can't talk to you about how they feel. And it, I think it usually quells a lot of conversation. And I, I do wonder, you know, it's two things. One of them is with Brett is you wish he would go, look, I want everyone to be honest. Ben, I want you to talk about Jimmy wanting the ball. Jimmy, I want you to talk about Ben wanting the ball. But it is different when those guys are make, like making $30 million and you know that the organization values them more than they value you. And I, I do think part of this is 
you know, when LeBron tried to get Spolstra fired and tried to, when they wouldn't let him do what he wanted to do, Pat Riley was like strong behind Spolstra. This is what we do here. This is how we do it. I don't feel like that exists here. So I don't think not only is it should Brett have done it, but I also think he he probably doesn't feel like he has the leash and they know he doesn't have the leash to do it, which makes it even more awkward because he's not actually in charge, right? Because he, he doesn't have that say anymore. Take a break from the Ricky to talk about Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. Now, um, you know, you're probably working from home or at home more, which is, um, I think, good and bad for the dog. You know, I've obviously been home more and Rebel is excited that I'm home more, but I do sort of interrupt his sleeping patterns, it seems like. Um, But, you know, uh, dogs have been practicing self-quarantining and uh, social distancing for a long time during the day while you're at work. They need a real bed to lie in and sleep in as they're chilling out, as you're distracting them with your uh, Netflix binging or uh, or you're watching all of Mike's shows in one afternoon. They need a real bed to lay in that supports their joints, and the only real bed anywhere is the Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Bed, engineered by experts to support your dog's joints. BigBarker.com slash Ricky is where you go. You can get the Big Barker Dog Bed with the Process Pup Patch, BigBarker.com slash Ricky. Um, And it is not just for big dogs, even though that's what it was designed for, and they have sizes for giant dogs. They have Barker Juniors for smaller dogs. We've even seen cats laying on the, uh, we've even had people on them. They're supportive for everyone, Real a real bed for your dog, a real uh, bed. And get this, it's not cheap, but it lasts for a long time. 10 years seems like a fair a fair warranty for me. 10-year warranty, the foam doesn't flatten or they replace it for free. A one-year at-home trial, if you don't like it, if your dog won't sleep on it, which I've happens with all beds, um, they will refund your money and even pay for the shipping. Handmade in the USA, Big Barker Dog Beds. Woof, woof. Back to the Ricky. All right. Um, so then he talked about the meeting, and the meeting is the one that came right before the the Portland fight, right? The the argument between Butler and Brett Brown, and this was a meeting be- with Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, uh, JJ Redick, Ben Simmons, and Brett Brown. Um, here it is. And that fucking meeting in the office, I told you that. I told you that. I was like, I cannot believe. Wait, when he brought, when Brett when he brought, brought, so Brett brings me, you, Joe and Ben. Joe and Ben. This is pre-Tobias trade. Yeah. Was this before or after the, inf- like, obviously, I'll, I'll tell my side of the story about what happened in Portland with yeah. you with you in the meeting. Yeah, that, that, that got reported. This, this is before or after that? I don't before. remember. It was before. It was okay. before. Before we went on that West Coast trip yeah. then. Yeah, okay. it was before. And we all sitting in there, yeah. and nothing got accomplished at all. So I was like, and I told you this as we walked out, JJ, why would I ever go back in there again? Nothing's getting accomplished. Nobody's saying nothing to anybody. And we just sitting in here watching film and you can literally hear the thing just clicking. And we all just looking around. And, but you gotta think. Now, I'm just like, what? I may have been two, three weeks there at tops. Yeah, it was the first first month. Yeah, probably, yeah, easily. So, you know what? I'm sitting back and I'm watching. I ain't saying nothing because don't nobody know me like that. When I first got to Philly, what did you think of me? I, I, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't. But if you, I, if I you go about what you read, yeah. what, do you, what do you think oh, about Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting That's back right. and I'm relaxed. I'm like, these motherfuckers think I'm an asshole anyways. Let me be quiet. So I'm sitting back. I'm hearing it. Click, click. Looking around, click, click. All right, guys, 
guys, let's go practice. Why did we just go through this? <laughs> That's literally what's going on in my head. So I come to you. I said, JJ, why would I go back in there again? We didn't do nothing. Nothing got accomplished. So now we fast forward to however many uh, weeks is over there, and we're in Portland. And then that happens during the film session because, once again, wasn't nobody saying nothing. So who was the individual that decided to finally say something? So I, I can almost see this. Like, I feel like I've had these meetings before where nobody wants to talk and they're all just sort of like, looking down like I, I feel like I can see this meeting but I get and, and Butler gives the excuse here and I again like I just I wonder how Jimmy Butler and JJ Redick with 20 years of NBA experience can sit in that room and Butler but like Redick's supposed to be veteran leader and Butler wanting to be best player on the team and they don't say anything and they blame the 22 and 24 year old for not saying anything do you know what I'm saying like I I, I agree that it is a problem what he's talking about, but I also would put it on them and like, why are you guys not doing anything about it? That would be my, my, uh, my criticism of what he said. Though I, I can understand and agree with what he said, I also, it sounds like horseshit to me. I don't know. I mean, on the whole, this is all just like taken all together. It's just concerning about the kind of environment that's there. And... Who knows if Joe and Ben like grow into it? Who knows if Tobias is there with them for you know the run of his contract and and he becomes the guy that they look to for this kind of thing? Uh, but I don't know. I think th- there being like a you know since Hinky left, since Jerry Colangelo got instated, like the there has been like a confusing leadership structure with the team, mm-hmm. uh, and Brett is the last vestige of that um and so it seems like it seems like the whole team needs a at least the the power structure needs a real reset and figuring out like okay what is it going to be like let's streamline this thing like what it feels like weird talking about it like it's a real office but like what are we doing (laughs) like there's a coach there's a gm like if you if, if you have confidence in one or the other like let them do their jobs and then like the, the star players should be vocal in the show. I mean, like, it's not, it's not that, it shouldn't be that complicated. Well, and I, I think it, it comes down, like, it comes down to a couple of things, but one, first one being that the two star players are not ready to be leaders of a championship team yet. They're just not. And the second is that the structure above them, to your point, has been so confusing as to who is actually in charge that there's, Every, everyone seems like they're fighting for their job, and when everyone's fighting for their job, like bad shit happens. So, um, like I, I, I want to be like nothing he's saying isn't something that we've brought up before. So I, I want to give credence to what he's saying, but also saying that he's had this problem everywhere he's been as well. And my, I guess my final point would be that I, I agree with what he's saying, and I understand with what he's saying. But if he was who he purported to be, he would be that guy. And he never exhibited a... Like, he goes on later, I won't play the clip, he goes on later to complain that Brett Brown changed the offense to put the ball in his hands against Toronto. Which is, like, fucking insane. Like, it, it just sounds crazy to me. In the NBA, in playoffs, you're supposed to... That's what the, the coach is supposed to adjust, 
right? Like that, that, is, that is the true test of a coach. And he adjusts, and they lose. And, of course, Butler has a problem that the ball is now in his hands. So I think he is – I think it is proof that he is not who he says he is. It was stark, also, though, going from the regular season where Jimmy was, you know, a catch-and-shoot option that was reluctant to do that. And right. the offense was how it was, which was, like, mostly Ben – Dump, dump ins to Joe, whatever it was. And then come playoff time, it's it's a sudden, like, sudden shift to Jimmy running pick and rolls. Well, well right, because the, the, the Toronto Raptors were able to make Ben Simmons useless. You know, that it, it was what happened with Boston the year before. I mean, that that's... Right, but then there I, should have I, been more of a sense in the regular season of, of having both ways, so not it wasn't just a a complete switch. It should be... It should have been something that was instil- installed in the offense earlier on. We were ta- we were talking about it. That's apparently what the whole Portland uh, video session was of like Jimmy wanting to run more pick and rolls or whatever it was, and then but, it only happens in the in the G- second round of the playoffs. But but he did. They they did run pick and rolls for him. Like they did. He he has he had plenty of games where the ball was in his hands the entire fourth quarter. It happened. It, it wasn't the primary offense, but also I think you would agree that no team is winning a championship with the primary offense being Jimmy Butler pick and rolls. You're not. He's, he's not a good enough creator for other people. He's not a good enough shooter. Um, he, like, he, you're not. He, that, that shouldn't be the number one thing of your offense. And ultimately, they did not beat the Raptors with that as the number one thing of their offense. But I would disagree that it never happened. It definitely happened um, to varying degrees of success through the season. So... Um, whatever. I, <laughs> the worst part about this season is that they're probably going to come back. <laughs> I think is that we're going to be subjected to more of this. Um, so before we get to the field of 64 jigsaws, um, somebody emailed for pods during the suspension of play. Don says, hey, Spike and Mike, I was wondering if you guys could do a podcast on some movies or a classic TV show during the shutdown. Would like to hear Mike's screenwriter views and opinions, as well as Spike, who is from my generation. Um, I had some, like, obviously, we could go through specific years from the process and events and relive them. I think we could do a process Sixers, where are they now? Um, I think we could do TV shows and movies, like an all-recommendation corner pod. I think we could do all relationship advice. I think we could do guests again. Um, any ideas? Are you against any of those things for any of those things specifically? I, I get reluctant to do some some stuff like that consistently just because, I, you know, I, having just said I listen, I, I skip through JJ and Tommy, the single-named Tommy, uh, whose credibility is uh, I have no idea where it came from. Um, but them doing a whole, like every single podcast, it's, it's legitimately 45 minutes on, on them talking about restaurants. And I just want to like gouge my eyes out. So if people don't want us to hear us do like that, us. then tell us also. Yeah, yeah. T- tell us. I, I would write srikisanchez at gmail.com. Write srikisanchez at gmail.com. What would you like the most? I think a healthy balance between them all um, would be would be great. I think people, like, people are going to be consuming more content than ever. I do think it's funny that everybody's like, hey, I'm working from home. I need more things to binge watch. And I'm like, wait a minute. That doesn't sound like working from home. <laughs> that sounds like binge watching. Like it it doesn't that doesn't sound like working from home. So 
Um, all right. So Field of 64 Jigsaws, you were right. I was wrong. You always said there would be a time to do this. You knew there was a pandemic coming. Um, I did not. I wanted to do it earlier, but we waited. I want to mention a special thanks to Jeff DeVilla and his wife, um, who has been talking about this via listener email for a year and a half now. He is the one who put this together. We are going to put the full bracket. I'm going to put a Google Sheets document that everyone can access and a PDF. It's hard to do like a regular bracket PDF because the explanations are too long at writesrickysanchez.com. So just go to this post. The uh, Abby drew an image with Embiid as Jigsaw. Click on it, and you'll have access to those. So I've mentioned this before. Um, uh, here are some things that, that Jeff has mentioned. 2014, we did the most jigsaws. 2018, we did very few jigsaws. Um, a lot of jigsaws early where I give Mike the option of losing an ear or, or an appendage. A lot of eating excessive amounts of things. I asked you twice whether you would choose to be the center of an NFL team, and you gave completely opposite assessments on how well you thought you would do. That's right. Uh, there have been three mentions of Oscar Pistorius in a jigsaw. Many, many mentions of you turning jigsaw defects into parlor tricks, and many, many jigsaws about nipple quantity. So here are the uh, what he came up with the brackets. He went through every podcast and pulled out his favorite of the 32 options that Mike did not choose. He paired them with 32 new jigsaws that he's cultivated over the past year. Um, so there are four quadrants in the jigsaw bracket. Once in your life, for one year, for 10 years and for the rest of your life. And as a reminder to everyone, the one that advances is the one that Mike does not choose. So at the end of this, we come up with the, the worst thing, right? Yeah. So, so are you ready? And we're just doing, are we doing the, the selection show right now or are we doing the f selection show the and first round? Yeah, I think selection show in first round because like, there's so many of these. Okay. I think we have to do selection show in first round. So why don't we just go bracket by bracket rather than seed by seed? So first, Will, and is, does that work for you? Yeah. Okay. So first, we will go with the once-in-your-life bracket. Again, this is all available at rightstrickysanchez.com. Oh, by the way, it is brought to you by Kinetic Skateboarding, another local business that you can shop online. Um, get some vans that you can wear around the house. You won't even get them dirty. Get a skateboard that you can ride through the house. You won't get that dirty either. Be safe about it. Um, get 9.1% off your first order with promo code DAVESILVER at kineticskateboarding.com. All right, here we go. The Field of 64, Jigsaw. Play. I will play this game. Game we play. I will play this game. I miss you. I will play this game. I I'm worried. Play. I will play this game. And after the game, they were interviewing him, and they said, how does it feel to win the ultimate game? And he said, if it's the ultimate game, why are they playing it again next year? All right, the once-in-your-life bracket. The number one seed, eat a raw human finger of a stranger versus the number 16 seed, be the guy who nibbled on horse shit after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Interesting. So what would you rather do? Being like the guy who did it. There's, yep. a, there's a legendary that, quality that's part of to it. that. Yep. <laughs> and is a good legendary or bad legendary. Who's to say? Right. Um, fuck. It's a tough start. Yeah. <laughs> 
And that's the one in 16 seed. Okay, so the thing that I'd rather do. Yes, you just pick, do this advance. like a normal jigsaw. You pick the one that you pick, and then the other one advances. Um, so wait, in this world, if I pick, so 16 seed is horseshit. If I pick uh -huh. that, I'd rather do the one than the 16 advances. Yes. This is tough. You know, yep. raw human finger with a nail and all the little yep. knuckles and stuff. I'm nibbling on horseshit, yep. man. Let's go. You're going with the horseshit? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so that means the raw human finger of a stranger advances. Yeah. All right. So the eight seed versus the nine seed. The eight seed, you win an award once in your life. It's a Razzie. Uh, number nine seed, you have to fully clean Doug Collins' undercarriage. <laughs> oh, man, the old jigsaws are the greatest. You have to fully clean Doug Collins' undercarriage with your tongue after one hour on an exercise. Very clearly Razzie. <laughs> Doug Collins advances, sadly. Okay, yep. There we go. All right. The number five seed, and this is once in your life, drink a 16-ounce... Wow, this is... This is painted with a different picture. So I'm going to say that uh, as much as you can separate this from the current conditions of the country or the world, I would ask that you do that, but I understand if you can. Um, num the number five seed, drink a 16 ounce glass made up of the saliva and snot of strangers versus the 12 seed. The Sixers win the 2020 NBA finals, but are found to have engaged in an Astros level cheating scandal in the months that follow. That'd be perfect. I would, I would love if the Sixers won, won the finals and then became yeah. the villains Electric for Green. every single way. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, so it's not advances. It's not advances. The four seed versus the 13 seed. The four seed, your balls are relocated to your knees, one testicle per knee. Function-wise and health-wise, everything is the same. Okay. All right? And number 13 seed... You have to name your kid, your first child, after my father. Give me the balls. <laughs> so my father advances. Okay. I love how functionally he says it's the same, but they're on your knees. I, I, that seems tough. Um, <laughs> I like this next one, though it seems impossible given your age. Well, it's close. Number six seed, Donald Trump buys the Sixers. Number 11 seed, it turns out I'm your dad. Well, wow. uh, we basically already have uh, Trump buying the Sixers with, with Josh Harrison, uh, Jared Kushner being right. pals. Uh, so right. I will advance you being my dad. All right. There we go. All right. The number three seed, you have to eat three raw chicken breasts. Oh, no. Yeah, it's terrible. And the number 14 seed. The Sixers hire Sam Hinkie as GM today, and he, oh, this is easy, and he immediately tears it down and starts the process part two. I think that's pretty clear. Yeah, so the chicken breasts. Um, all right. The number se seven seed versus the 10 seed. The seven seed, both of your pinkies get hacked off by a cleaver, but you get $6.5 million. And the number 10 seed, for 10 minutes, your shadow does not follow your body movement. <laughs> I'll take the $6.5 million. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, that is one of the old ones, old, one of the old appendages. So for 10 minutes, your, your shadow doesn't follow your body. All right, the number two seed. 
You shit yourself on TV in your first late night interview. When you realize what has happened, you jump up and run off stage and you slip in the mud of it. You fall, you fall ass first as it splats out of your pants. Okay, become a legend. And number 15 seed, everyone you know gets a complete, his, a complete history of every inter- internet search you've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will... Not that I'm... Th- Thinking Every. of any weird, yeah, I don't have any like vivid memories of weird internet searches. Although I'm sure there's been plenty. Just googling like stuff to for writing mm-hmm. purposes. Uh, I will say I would rather. Uh, hmm. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to shit myself. So shit myself advances. All right. All right. So shit yourself advances. All right. Now we go to the four one year bracket. The number one seed, <laughs> this is an old one. Let's see if you remember it. You smell what it's like to smell John Goodman's taint at the end of a day. You smell it every day for a year. This is the unchosen scenario in the first ever Jigsaw. So in your nose, you smell what John Goodman's taint smells like at the end of the year. Yeah. You smell it every day for a year. Great. The number 16 seed, there's one long hair in every one of your meals. You can search for it if you'd like. Uh... I picked the the one long hair. So okay. John Goodman so advances. John Goodman's taint uh, advances. Okay, number eight seed. Whenever music is playing, regardless of what song it is, the song that you hear is somebody that I used to know by uh, Gautier. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Uh, or the nine seed. You throw up in your mouth and swallow it five times a day. It's a small mouthful of throw. Mm. I'll go Gautier. Never hearing another song again is tough. Yeah, that's a nice song. I like it though. So that's what you're picking? Yeah. I don't want to oh, throw up my wow. mouth five times a day. Oh, that seems like I would, I would pick opposite. I couldn't just deal with hearing one song, but I'm a specifically, it feels like that music is the most important art form to me. So um, the number five seed, you only get one wipe per poop. Mm. The number 12 seed, you can never wipe the toilet seat before you sit. This can't be avoided by going to other stalls. The first stall you enter is the one you must use. That's pretty tough. I, I had a similar... Uh, honestly, I had both experiences at a uh, gas station in Northeast Philly last time we were in town. wasn't great. Um, because there wasn't any toilet paper. Or very little. wasn't good. Uh... uh I would one wipe per poop is untenable. It's, yeah, it's just it's, untenable. It's tough. Uh, so I it's guess I'll I, I will I'll, I'll hover. I'll pick I'll pick the twelve seed and hover. Sit and piss. All right. Um, so one wipe right. advances, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, number four seed. You have a violent soaking wet sneeze fit twice an hour. And number thirteen, your face smells like somebody licked it and it dried. Mm. This is for a year. Uh, I'll, I'll do violent sneezing. I'm, I can take that. Okay, lick face so advances. Lick face, lick face advances. Number, the 11 seed, or no, the 6 seed. You have nightmares every night and believe they're real for the first 30 minutes after you wake up every morning. Oof. Number 11, a random Twitter stranger chooses what you eat for every single meal. Okay, does my allergy restrictions come into play there for, for the Twitter stranger? I will say that nothing will kill you. 
Okay. At worst, you'll get a bad rash from something. Uh. Hmm. Nightmares every night. Thirty minutes is a long That's time. That's horrible. And you believe they're real for thirty minutes? I mean, most times you're cool after thirty seconds. Uh, I'll pick that. Uh, I'll pick uh, Twitter Stranger picks my meal. Okay, so the nightmares advance. Yeah. Okay. All right, the number three seat. Every time you pee, it burns on a pain level of seven point eight out of ten. Okay. <laughs> and the number fourteen seat, you have to pick up every piece of dog poop. <laughs> <seat>. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll pick up the dog poop. It'd become a good yeah. Samaritan. Actually, I am. Fucking picking I'm up John Gonzalez's dog's shit all the time. Yeah, I'm thinking about the streets of Los Angeles where somebody else's dog is pooping and you rush in there too. I would say I don't <laughs> see that much. That's the benefit of. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm driving around. Take a break from the Ricky to talk about the original sponsor of the Rights Ricky Sanchez podcast, LL Pavorsky Jewelers, who is now up to 170. Uh, Engagement ring sold the rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners. And, of course, Mike, you saw the baby online, didn't you? The yeah. The other day? The Good. processed baby? Good one. Now, I don't know if that is an LL customer or not, but if you go to our Instagram or our Twitter, you will see a picture of, um, what is her name? Paisley. Um, wait, Paisley Grace, wrapped in a an unapproved rights to Ricky Sanchez blanket, it looks like. We didn't make these anywhere, did we? No, it's a T-shirt. Oh, is it a T-shirt? Yeah. I want to make sure. I don't want to have to send them a cease and desist. I'm sure it's a very it's a big T-shirt on that tiny baby. <laughs> on a tiny baby. Uh, you know, we've always been about love. Um, and here's the good thing about all of the sponsors of the Ricky today, uh, Colony Meadery, LL Pavorsky Jewelers, and Big Barker. You can shop all of them without leaving your home. So you can stay in your self-quarantine and practice all of your social distancing while supporting local businesses. So you can go to llpavorsky.com. And look, here's what you could do. If you want to buy an engagement ring now, but you don't want to leave your house, which is the responsible thing to do, call LL or email him or something. And I'm sure he can do it over Skype or FaceTime or any of those things. He can show you the rings. Um, he, he'll really do whatever you want just to sell your ring. That's, that's his new tagline. He'll do whatever you want just to sell your ring. Um, like I said, 170 listeners have gotten LL have gotten uh, engagement rings from LL, and as we hopefully we march to 200 before, um, you know, we're all gone. <laughs> so let's see if we can get those 30 before none of us are here anymore. Um, 215-627-2252. I would say email him is the best way, or tweet at him is the best way right now. LLPavorsky.com or um, tweeted him at LL Pavorsky, and he does donate to our, uh, our nonprofits for every pod, Coded by Kids and the Providence Animal Center. LL Pavorsky Jewelers. Still quarantined. Still here for you. Wow. I mean, that was only okay, I think. Yeah, wasn't thinking as, about it. As far as years go. All right, back to the Ricky. For one year, the seven seed, you have to eat two cans of dog food per okay, week. Okay, very dog heavy. Yeah, and number 10, unbeknownst to you, 15% of the hands you shake receive a wet, violent sneeze seconds before you shake them. You realize this upon shaking the hand. So the person sneezes into the hand before, 15% of the time. And, and again, this is not... This is pre... Pre-coronavirus. Coronavirus world. All right, I'll, I'll pick that one, and I'll pick wet hand and dog food advances. Okay. 
because right now you're not even shaking hands. So that's right. Um, number t- and the final of the one year bracket, the number two seed, you fully clog the toilet every time you go. Okay, so normal. And <laughs> the number fifteen seed, every <laughs> I remember this one. Every interaction you have is three hundred percent more effective than you would consider normal. More affectionate. <laughs> you would consider. Yes. Uh, I'll pick that. That sounds nice. Affection. I don't, I don't mind. I'm, I don't hate affection. Uh, so clogging the toilet advances. Okay. All right. So we move to the for 10 years bracket. Um, In Indianapolis. Th- yes. The number one seed. You have three of someone else's boogers in every one of your meals. Uh, we, th- we asked Brett Brown this, by the way. For what it's worth. Um, you have three of someone else's boogers in every one of your meals versus the 16 seed. Every time you use an app or a website, you have to go through the process of recovering your password <laughs> and creating a new one. That's pretty good. Uh, it's very good. Three boogers is not... Honestly, both of these are, are fine compared to some of the other choices I've been given. Uh, three boogers are, is not terrible. But app or website is also... Uh, I'll recover my password. Okay, so the boogers, the boogers advance. Just because there's no real size justification, like guarantee on what yep. the booger is, it could be a big one. Right. I don't want any. Yep. Um, the number eight seed. You have to start every day by reading every new podcast review from the previous twenty four hours. Versus the every, number nine seed, every joke you hear is genuinely the funniest thing you've ever heard. That's a nightmare. That's a nightmare scenario for me. <laughs> that might win. Yeah, that's bad. Every joke okay, I hear so being the funniest thing I've ever heard would honestly ruin my life. And yeah, and my terrible. understanding of myself across the board. Yeah. Uh, the number five seed, you spend two hours a day locked in a room with my dad arguing with Sam Hickey. Okay, Hinkie, that might win. Arguing about Sam Hickey. Um, or the number 12 seed, the Sixers get swept in the finals every year for the next 10 years. Fuck. That's tough. <laughs> That's uh, two hours a day is tough. I will For 10 years. Yeah, these are tough. Um, I would rather the Sixers get swept in the finals every year for the next 10 years, which means they make the finals, they win plenty of series. Right. All right. Uh, arguing with my father about Hinky is next. Yeah. All right, the number four seed. You emit five farts an hour and can choose if they're the loud but ownerless popping kind or the silent smelly kind. No difference. Or the, the number 13 seed, you have to carry a metal thimble in your mouth all day, every day. Um, I'd, rather, I'd rather fart. You'd rather fart? I'd rather be farting. Okay, so metal thimble advances. Uh, number six seed, in every conversation you have with a person, they whip out their nail clippers and clip their fingernails no matter where you are. Mm. Uh, and number 11 seed, you have really, really chapped lips. So this is the difference between me being uncomfortable and someone else doing something that makes me uncomfortable. And I'd rather right. not be uncomfortable. So give me, I, I think chapped lips advances. Okay. That would be terrible. All right, number three seed. You have to watch two hours of Big Bang Theory every day for the next 10 years. Mm. Or number 14 seed, in every conversation you ever have, the other person talks significantly louder than you find comfortable. I, I can think of like three or four people I interact with where that is the case. <laughs> um, every conversation for 10 years. That is rough. 
Uh, yeah, I guess I'll do Big Bang Theory. So, okay. talking louder advances. Yep. Um, all right, seven seed. You hear the thoughts of every loved one. Oh, God. Every thought. Or the number 10 seed, in every conversation you ever have, someone at some point brings up Palestine and they feel very passionately about their view. <laughs> I'll take that one. I don't want to hear the thoughts. All right, yeah. Um, and final one for the 10-year bracket, number two seed, you take a vow of silence. Mm. And number 15 seed, you can only poop on the bathroom floor. Again, not much difference. Vow <laughs> um, signs will be cool in, like, another parlor trick type thing. Uh, I could be strong silent type. I could just only write my pitches. I wouldn't have to do this podcast anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, not, neither of these seem that bad to me. But I guess I will. Uh, I'll poop on the bathroom floor. That's fine. That's nothing for me. Okay. So vow of silence wins and advances. All right. And final bracket for the rest of your life. The number one seed, you, lo- you lose 10 inches from your height. No. Hand. Or the number 16 seed, you have the life and career of a famous NBA coach. It's Stan Van Gundy. Oh, that sounds kind of nice. He seems like he's got a good life. <laughs> All right. So 10 inches off your height. Yeah. My, my friend seed, had back surgery and, and got three inches taller because she had her spine was really uh, messed up. Oh, because yeah. her spine was fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Wow. All right, so I'm going to uh, get that no. surgery. Yeah. <laughs> Voluntary spinal surgery uh, to see if I can get taller. Number eight seed, you can only wear big baller brand clothing. Okay. Versus the number nine seed, you have constant level seven out of ten cold symptoms. I'll wear I'll wear big baller brand. Yeah, cold symptoms. Again, this is non-coronavirus world. Uh, number five seed, you're the smelly. Oh my god, this is incredible. Number five seed, you're the smelly guy. Versus the number twelve seed, you have to do two rights Ricky Sanchez podcast per week. Mm, I wonder what that would be like. <laughs> uh, I'll pick I'll pick the Rickies and I and smelly guy advances. Okay. For the rest of my life. If I'm doing this fucking podcast for the rest of my goddamn life, then the Sixers are just never win. Nope. Um number four seed, you have constant upper inner thigh chafing that nor- that noticeably alters your gait. Okay. And number thirteen seed, your first child is identical to Doug Collins. I'll I'll take the chafing for sure. Two Doug Collins' advances. This is not something I'm proud yeah. of. Now, I'm looking at this, and I'm realizing he did not put in the it's not that serious. Because I picked it. Oh, right. Okay, good point. That's a good point. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, number. God, I'm laughing just thinking about that one. Number six. Or number six seed. Your fingernails are about an inch long, and you can't trim them. Mm. And when I say an inch long, I would say, an, yeah, I'd say total inch long, total inch long. Wait, from the from and, the bottom to the top? Yeah, but that's probably twice as long as as your nails are currently, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. And the number eleven seed, you have to wear the same pair of underwear. You cannot wash it or remove it for the rest of your life. Mm. Yeah, I'll I'll go fingernails. So underwear advances. Yeah. Underwear advances. Okay. The number three seed. Your your tongue is split in two like a snake. Ugh. Or the number fourteen seed, your shower and bath never get warm enough. 
I don't. I don't want my tongue. I don't want to have like a weird snake tongue fucking carnival guy. I'll I'll go shower and bath. Never get warm enough. All right. All right. Uh, so tongue advances. Snake advances. Yep. Tongue advances. Two more matchups. Number seven seed. Every morning, you must pour a full cup of maple syrup on your genitals. You can't. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Uh, every morning, you must pull a full co- cup of maple syrup on your genitals. You can't clean it off until you shower that evening. The number 10 seed. Every movie you see casts Jaleel Okafor in the leading role. Oh, man. He's about as good an actor as you he would He doesn't expect. have any fucking range. <laughs> nope. Um, ugh, every movie has Jaleel Okafor. Yeah. Give me the maple syrup. <laughs> Okafor advances. And finally, out of the first round, we'll continue the second round, our, our next podcast, the round of 32. The number two seed, you have a... G- <laughs> now, this is from Jeff. This was never a real jigsaw. Number two seed, you have a giant dick where your asshole is and a tiny asshole where your dick was. Mm. It's the number two seed. The number 15 seed, you have the word <laughs> Ozzy tattooed on one hand and hell tattooed <laughs> on the other. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll take uh, I'll take Ozzy in hell, and my <laughs> asshole dick Freaky Friday can advance. <laughs> All right. Once again, the uh, the brackets are up on the site. You can fill out yours, tweet us your your bracket, and we will we will continue in the next round. Uh, everyone, stay safe out there. Um, uh, you know, for those who have to work, um, you know, like. Uh, you know, the hosts at our radio station or continue to go in while nobody else goes in. Um, be safe, you know, do the, all I could say is if you do the basic things, we'll all be much safer, right? If you uh, wash your hands, uh, don't touch anybody and stay home when you can, um, you know, please, for the, for the sake of the world. Yeah, give a shit about other people. And next week yep. we'll do the, uh, the Legs John Gonzalez uh, fantasy basketball story. Oh, people are asking for the trade. We had too much yes. content this year. It's, honestly, it takes, it'll take too long to get through. We'll do it next podcast. Oh, my. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Are you done with TTP? Yeah. You know, like face. Larry, sweetie, the man is here. We will write y'all, we will write, even when it went wrong, we will write, we was right y'all, we will write, so say the name, say the name, we will write y'all, we will write, even when it went wrong, we will write, we will write y'all, we will write, so say the name, say the name, say the name. Ever.